When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm your host. I'm your driver. I'm so happy you're here joining me in the passenger seat. I hope you had the best week, but if you didn't, you're in the right place. Let's talk about it. This week, I am lucky to be joined by, once again, by my pal, Zach Schiffman. Zach, hello. Hello. (laughs) So happy to have you here. Um, I just needed a little injection of energy, and there's nobody who has more energy, I think, than you. That's true. I went to yoga and I was the youngest person. Actually, no, there was a high schooler next to me and I wanted her out. Ugh. But I'm like feeling like refreshed energy, like centered energy. <laughs> good, good. I have been in bed all day, so we are not the same. I have to like film an ad today and I just don't want to do it. The end of the year is always funny because it's like when you're an influencer, you don't get like a holiday bonus the way that you would at like a company, but you just do a bunch of like ads and it's it's like a similar thing, but I just hate doing them so much. I don't know what I'm doing. We should find a way to make them more fun for you. Like we should do like an Ellie ad party. Wait, I'm a <laughs> genius. We should do Ellie ad party where like we set up your screen, mm-hmm. we set up like your like ring light for it. And then like every time you do an ad successfully, you get to take half a shot. Not a full shot, because I don't want you plastered by the end. I would be but plastered like, by the like, end if I did half a shot. Fine. Okay. Or maybe you will figure, we'll figure out what it, it is. Out, yeah. But the idea is we make it a party and you like do them all in batch and we're all like, you finish it and then we're all like applauding Yay. and cheering. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that sounds really fun. Um, what a what an interesting time of year it is. It, so this weekend was fun. Zach had a party. I did have a party. Yes, it was the... Second edition of my my landlord, uh, may she rest in peace, all love. Uh, she died last year, and she used to live on the first two floors of the building. She owned it. Now her daughter owns it. Again, all love. May she rest in peace. I wasn't invited to the funeral. Not upset. Um, <laughs> but no, don't worry. It was during COVID. There was probably oh, not a okay, funeral. Right, right, right. Um, I should not be saying any of this. Uh, <laughs> but um, she, so my neighbors and I, my upstairs neighbors are like our friends. Yeah. And so we threw a party where it's like the entire building. And Ellie, did you have fun? Did we talk about it we after? We did talk about it after, actually. I went to call, I meant to call you, but I was like, I ended up hooking up with someone and I like was, I had a, like, I was like so out what? of it all day yesterday. I'll send you a picture of me asleep at a diner yesterday because I was so hungover. Oh my God. Well, okay. First of all, I did have fun. There were so many people there. You spent probably 45 minutes being like, I want everybody out of my house. <laughs> I kept saying it. I, and people, by the way, weren't listening. No, okay. No. I, I kept running into the main room being like, I need everyone out of my house. And everyone was like, ha ha, he's so funny. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a threat. Get out of my house. It was fun. I, I saw a lot of people that I knew. I saw some people that I liked. I <laughs> It was fun. Um, I was very drunk. So I'm glad everybody seemed to be as plastered as I was. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, as we get older, no offense to us being older, but like, as we get older, I'm like, 
oh, it's like I don't get drunk out as much anymore. Like it's no. like I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to like deal with being like like so drunk out. So like when I have a party or I go to a party, like I was so fucked up. Like I can I, I can say fuck. What am I? I'm like, can I swear? Of course Obviously I can. Obviously you can swear. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I was like so fucked up in a way that I haven't been in a while. Oh, and I woke same. up and I was like. What is wrong? And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I drink like That's I used what, to. Mm-hmm. It was the same way because I was like, oh, I don't really like being like drunk, drunk when I'm like at a bar. I don't know. There's something like kind of like annoying about it. And then like you have to keep getting drinks and like, I don't know. I don't feel as safe. And we're being, small. Like, it's hard to get a drink at a bar. It is. It's like it's a whole process. And like also it's like people I aren't get, talking about that with short people. Like it's like it is very hard for us to get a drink at a bar. People do not care. They don't care. They don't see us. They don't give a shit. I will say it's also just difficult to go out as someone who is very small. Like, everybody is so far away from me. Like, my ear, their ears are very far from my mouth. 100%. And I feel like I'm screaming. And I'm not very good at screaming. And it's a whole thing. Also, I get really overwhelmed when there's, like, loud music playing and people are, like, shouting. And, like, I even, like, at everybody's elbow. Like, I don't have fun when I'm, no. like, out. And so I don't want to also be drunk on top of that and be like, what's going on? But a house party with my good pals, my best pals, I mean, yeah, I can get, like, really, really drunk. And I was really, really I was really, really drunk. <laughs> the only issue with a house party is, especially when you're hosting it, is, oh, mm-hmm. you know most of the people there. I mean, people, there were people I don't know, of course. But, like, you know a lot of people there. And I was so drunk. And I woke up and I thought, what did I say to anyone? Oh, I what know. did I say to anyone? And I know everyone here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was definitely something. And I feel like I forgot, like, why I don't like to drink. And it's like that anxiety feeling of like the next morning being like, what did I do? What did I say? Was I weird? Did I make a problem? Like, was I the drama? Like, I don't know. And it did not love that feeling. It's very uncomfortable. I, it's funny because people were like, you were openly telling everyone how much you hated one person who was there. No issue with that. No regrets whatsoever. I don't want that. Why did he come to my house? I don't, he knows I don't like him and he's never been nice to me. Didn't say hello to me. Why did he come to my house? Oh yeah. Um, the guy that was tall and skinny, right? Yeah. Why did he come to my house? Yeah. Why did he come? Uh, but no problem. I don't care that I said that. I don't care that I was rude to that guy. However, I, this, no, no, this is not going to get back to anyone, but like there's there were people at the party who know someone who i've been talking to and i'm like scared i like told these people how excited i am about this guy i've been talking to yeah and i'm like horrified that i was like because like i'll be hyperbolic and joking i'll be like i'm in love with him but i'm like i'm not i'm not not, not. Uh, right okay well like the scariest thing for me is like there was one time this like haunts me i I had a couple of drinks. It was like a, my company's Christmas party. And I remember thinking to myself, huh, I like never talk to this person outside of work, but I really like them. I feel like we like are like pals at work. And like, why don't we like ever talk outside of work? I remember thinking this. And the next day, this person comes up to me and was like, do you remember saying that to me? And I was like, fuck. Like, I didn't know that I'd said it out loud. Oh, that's nice, though. I think that's okay, nice Okay, I know to that say. that's nice, but now I'm terrified that, like, what if I remember thinking things and I actually just said them out loud? Like, that's scary for me. I think I do that. My brain is not always super nice. No, no, no. That's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> you ate in a bet. Like, the, the three evil thoughts that come into my head per week, you're there for it. I went to my holiday work holiday parties are so scary. I in 2018 or 2019, um, my friends and I were like, 
we're gonna like drain it our our whatever wherever we worked for like every dollar they have so we're like <laughs> we're gonna go shot for shot so we had like a ton of drinks whatever it was right but on top of that i thought i was taking zolfran which is that over the which is that prescription strength anti-nausea medication i used to have mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. it's the best drug in the entire world and i wish <laughs> i had more it's basically just like you can't get nauseous on it and you can drink however much you want um Wait, it's amazing miracle drug you know I'm it's like literally like 20, mm, interesting interesting the only way thing about it is like then you'll like out of nowhere throw up because you don't get nauseous but your body will be like oh we need to get this poison oh, out uh-oh. that's fine you don't feel bad before you throw up that's um, almost scarier to me okay go on go on anyway yeah you should definitely shouldn't do it but you can, it's something you can do every now and then but I thought I had taken Zulfram because I knew I was going to get like really drunk because I also I don't get drunk that often because I get nauseous so easily right but I um it was like, I knew I wasn't really drunk. I thought I took Zolfram. And then like about an hour or two into the party, I like thought I was going to die. And I ended up Ubering home and I like threw up more than I possibly have ever in my entire life. And it was, and then I checked what I had taken, like what, like I like saw what I, the thing I had taken and I realized what I had taken was expired Sudafed. And not. Zach, how do I you know. get think, those confused? I just like, oh, I think it was Spanish Sudafed even. Why? Because, Why do you even have okay, that? So I, when I started abroad in Spain, so this was expired by like two years. <laughs> and I Spanish event is stronger than the United States. So it was like insanely strong. I was so out of it. But the Zulfram I had bought in Mexico. And so oh, I like, so saw like, the Spanish. Oh, Spanish. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I'm glad you lived. Yeah, I'm okay now. Don't worry. Um, I'm not a ghost. I'm here. Honestly, there was a week. I don't know if you remember this. This was like a couple months ago. But I... <laughs> My um my Lexapro and my Valium, they didn't give me the yellow Valiums and they were white. And I literally got them at the same time from Capsule. And there was a week where I was fully taking a full Valium every single day. No, I did of, not know that. Like, so oh funny. my God. I was like, I feel so weird this week. Like, what's wrong with me? And finally, I pick up the bottle being like, well, I gotta take my pills. And I notice it's fucking Valium. And I was like, no wonder I that felt is crazy. So funny. I literally felt crazy. I like I was like, why do I feel so weird? Like I can't take like Valium or Xanax and stuff. I can't do that. Mm, I'm a big Valium fan. I don't take it very often because I'm afraid that I'm gonna get addicted to it because I like it so much, but like <laughs> I do like it. It makes me nauseous. Oh no. Maybe I'm allergic. I don't know. It makes you me could nauseous. Be. You could try Ativan. Ativan doesn't make people nauseous. It's like an anti-nausea, actually. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll take anything that's anti-nausea. I would give anything to not be nauseous all the time. You know what it is? And I think it's just Judaism in general is like we just have the worst stomachs. It's not our fault. It's the incest. But like the it is, imbre- it's the Sorry, incest. not the incest. The inbreeding. Very different things. Um, well, they're, like, they're well, similar. Similar. Same, same. Different. Same, same. But it's like not our fault. We're allergic to like a lot of foods and our tummies hurt all the time. Yeah, it's and people are always like I'll like complain to people who aren't Jewish and I'll be like, Oh, my stomach hurts. They're like, Oh, I'm so sorry, do you want to go home? And I'm like, No, this, no, just this is just how I it's just so this is stasis. Thing. Like, yeah. like it's just like I just want to complain about it. Again, a Jewish thing. Right. I exactly. always feel like I have no choice. You know, I, there's nothing I can do about this. There's also like funny because on TikTok there's this thing that's like, Oh, you're either a headache girly or you're a stomach ache girly and I'm like Oh, you're either Jewish or you're not. That's what it is. Yeah, you're like, Jewish, you're, or you're Jewish or you're Gentile. Yes, yes, that's, like that's yes. it. <laughs> um, that's so funny. It was a fun weekend. You know what? Um, I need to talk about though is that I went to this play last night. Oh yes, yes, yes. Zach, are you mad I didn't go with you? No, of course I'm not mad you didn't go with me. I understand why I you just couldn't, couldn't see, see it again. again. Like I get that. Yeah. Let me just, but I do have a bone to pick with you 
which is that you did not prepare me for the amount of nudity. I did tell no, you. You said the way you made it well, sound. Okay, so basically, let me tell you. There's is this play. Jesse Williams and Jesse Tyler Ferguson are in it. I will say Jesse Tyler Ferguson is like very much not the second lead. Like I, I feel like he's like the third lead. Like I don't no, but that like, other the, the second lead is the best guy. Yeah, he's great and he's very like attractive. the narrator. Yeah, he's amazing. Kip, Kippy or something. Um. Yeah, he's really good. Really good. Um, very handsome. And I'm sorry, I'm drinking a hundred different beverages while we no, do this. I was going to say you keep picking up like a different drink. <laughs> I like I can. No, I don't think anyone can hear it, but I am like I've got coffee, water, and gross smoothie. Love the gross smoothie. I have anyway, coffee sorry, and water sorry. if it helps. But so it's this play. I didn't know anything about the play before going into it, other than that it's vaguely about baseball and there's gay, and that you see Jesse Williams's penis. This was all that I'd known about the play. But I assumed it was like a, you know, one penis type show. Like, you know, oh, there's like one little moment of nudity. That was the way, I'm sorry, that it was described to me. You did not, you neglected to mention that 60% of this show is just naked men in the shower. Which I find it's interesting because it's like, it's an interesting play. It's funny. I read the, I actually read this play in high school. Like I knew it from high school. Um, and then no, and it's like, like a, a beautiful class. show, like, and it's very well done. And I will even say that the nudity was somewhat tasteful. I know that sounds weird, but it just was it's an interesting so thing where it's like gratuitous, penises. but it's sort of necessary yeah, in a way because they're like, like it, it makes the audience the, as uncomfortable as like the people are. It's like they're in a baseball locker room kind of thing, but. I like have just never, I will say it, I've never seen that many penises at the same time. And it just was, I was like, what an array. And like, I just, I've never, like, there's so much like female nudity in a lot of um, shows that you like, you're almost used to like seeing a titty now and again on a TV show, but you're not ever going to get, like, I'm not used to seeing a penis like that. I was like, whoa, that. That's crazy. It's also, it's like, 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 we weren't meant to see flaccid penises. Like, (laughs) Like as a society, like like obviously, like, I think they're the funniest looking things in the world. But it's like I was meant to see my own flaccid penis, sure. and no one else was meant to see that. Like, if we're living in a heteronormative world, let's pretend I'm not gay. Like, women are meant to see a hard penis, or you know, obviously, gay men, whatever, or whoever, are supposed to see a hard penis. But like, a flaccid penis is a very personal thing. Like, no one should see. Like, you know what mm, I mean? Like, no one it wants is very to see personal. a flaccid penis. Um, it's very personal. It's very like intimate. Uh, and I also feel like the problem was like the play. It just was interesting because I could talk about the like actual content of the play, the plot. But like, oh. no, what I'm interested in is they're standing there. <laughs> they're standing no, there no, no. We're not going to talk about that. Um, they're like in the showers. And I'm thinking there's no way that that's warm water. Like they're definitely standing in like freezing cold water. Yeah, stage water. Ass right. naked on this stage. And... That is just brave. Like, not only are you, like, a soft penis, you're also, like, cold. You're dealing with, like, shrinkage from, like, whatever. I'm like, that is brave. And with all of that in mind, let me just say, with those factors at play, Jesse Williams, there are no words for how large this man's penis is. I don't Well, there was wanna, a like, scandal... Oh. When it was on Broadway last season. Did you know about this? No. Basically, they, so, so they lock up your phone. They locked up your phone. Yeah, it was really annoying. Yeah. Well, but they lock it up because they don't want people taking, like, that. it's theater. Well, that they don't sense. want people taking pictures of the penises in it, of course. And it's a very interesting conversation in theater to be like, there's so much phone recording these days, mm. whatever. 
And so in this case, it's like, yeah, we should lock up the phone because like this man is choosing to put his penis in all of them, but especially Jesse Williams is like a famous yeah. person who's like choosing to be like, I'm willing to be exposed to be in this play. Mm-hmm. And someone like, of course, it ended up getting online. And of course, it causes oh. a lot of statement because his penis is 100 inches long. <laughs> and like, it's this thing where it's like, well, we tried even to get your like to make it so people couldn't yeah. report and people still did it. Yeah. Uh, and that's really sad. But it is funny because we had a talk back with the cast after I got invited by this like theater thing. I don't really know how I got invited, but I appreciate it. And we had a talk back with like the cast after. And I'm sitting there thinking, I have seen all of your penises. That is so weird. Like that is so weird. I cannot say that. Did you talk back naked? No, they didn't, unfortunately. (laughs) No. But yeah, good for Jesse. You know, really just um, I don't know how he's walking around with that thing. You would think he would just it like is, have a limp. It goes it's, to his knee. It goes to it, his and, knee. Like, we're not exaggerating. No. I was like, what am I looking at? I was like, is that a prosthetic? Like, is he wearing something? Like, it makes you think it could be. It's not. It's but not. Like, but like, it, and also the audience, the first time he whips around and you see it, the audience gasps. Like, there's a collective <laughs> gasp when you see it because it's like, it's like you're not meant to see that. <laughs> I know. I was like, how did we end up in this room? Also, so I was sitting next to, so my friend Sarah came with me. And then we're sitting Love on the Sarah. other, she's great gal. On the other side of me is this, um, this like older gay couple who apparently they'd met and this man was plastered, but he was like, we met in New York City 30 years ago in December. And so every December we come here and, you know, mm-hmm. we go to plays and we see the windows and we go to the tree. And I'm like, that is adorable. I love that. But in... <laughs> intermission um he had been like kind of talking to everyone around us and he like leaned forward this guy to this couple that was in front of us like like a straight couple that were were there with us like with my group and he was like so are you feeling insecure like (laughs) to this like random boy this boy like he was like "Uh, that's so uh." funny and then the girlfriend was like I'm very satisfied with what he had. Like, it was weird. It was weird for everyone. I was like, too much penis talk. Too much. <laughs> Wait, sorry. I hate how it, your phone your phone rings. It rings out of every single thing you own. Does oh that my happen God, to you now? It's so fucking annoying. It, I don't want my phone ringing out. My, it rings out no. everything you know. And I'm like, my it's, aunt is calling me. I'm like, shut up. Sorry. I'm trying to listen to this penis talk. Sorry. We're talking about penises. Um, Come on. No, yeah, that fucking bothers me because it's like woof in the office, you know, like it all goes off at the same time. Um, anyway, so that was sort of the uh, the weekend. What a strange, strange play. It was really moving. Like if you have a chance to see it, I mean, see it like it made me think it was beautiful. Jesse um, Tyler Ferguson is very funny in it um, and very earnest. It's an interesting role. I am. Um... I actually hate his performance, but we won't have to talk about you that. You hated it? it. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was very like earnest. Also, he went to high school with my mom, so like I'm kind of like, oh, biased. Okay, I'm a little biased. Um, but yeah, I just thought it, it was to me his performance is very like TV actor returns to the stage, and it's like, well, we know, we know, and you can uh, dial it back a sec. <laughs> you know what? You're right. There was a little like almost gratuity of like. Yeah. Acting, if that makes sense. He's like, I am a theater actor, you know? Right. He's like, he's like, I was on TV, but now I'm back on stage. It's like, okay, we get it. Do the part. But it's also, it's a very, he did, I think he did a great job. He's very good. Jesse Williams was really good. It was his Broadway debut. Oh, he's he's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. What an interesting show. Anyways, so that was sort of my weekend. um, Party and penises. What what better combination? Not in the combination way that I probably would have liked it to be, but you know, <laughs> like I really thought yeah. I was gonna meet the love of my life at your party. I'm not gonna lie, like I really believed that. 
I don't know if the, the, the year of love your life was at my party. You don't think so? I don't know. I like don't even know who was there. I don't know who I talked to all night. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There was one hot guy there, but he had the same name as my brother. And I was like, I don't know if I could do that. Text me the name. Could you? Do, do I know that? him? Yeah, you you know him. Me and um, me and Toria were both like, who is the hot man that just walked in? I in t- last so this party was the second one we did it. We did it last year. Yeah. Ellie couldn't come because Taylor Talk used to be on Fridays. It did. Oh yes, he is really hot. He's oh a chatterbox. God. Yeah, I, you said that. I didn't get he to is, talk oh, yeah, to him. Oh, yeah, we did have – he is a straight-up chatter. Well, you you would have not – your evening would have ended. He's a chatterbox. It's his entire deal. <laughs> um, Yeah, I didn't get to go last year, and apparently it was, like, the party of the century, so I'm kind of jealous, but – it Last year, though, I invited this guy that I had been talking to uh, – no, talking to – what are the phases? What would you say are the phases? The phases Ta- of, Where like, does dating? talking to fall? Um, okay, yeah. so there's, like – ooh, talking to is, like, between your first meeting and, like – seeing each other okay so i guess we were talking yeah, yeah i would say this guy i was talking to um and i invited him and he came he shows up at 9 45 which is like insanely early to show up to a party, party in new like, york city starts at nine so. and stayed until four and nothing happened we didn't even kiss he leaves i like babysit him all night and like last year like i was like spent the entire party like trying to like pay attention to this guy because he didn't have any friends there right. so i made a point this year to be like i am not inviting anyone i'm interested in and then i sort of we don't have to talk about this on podcast. Okay, but I want to know later. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, what are we talking about today, besties? <laughs> we are going to talk about, do you think it's fair to have height preferences for men? We are going to do a voicemail that has a really interesting twist at the end that I'm not even going to spoil for you guys because I actually laughed out loud when I heard it. Um, and we're also going to talk about holiday, sorry, work office party like holiday party etiquette because for some of you it's probably your first time going to one and especially like post pandemic and it can be a lot so let's uh if that sounds fun fresh flirty fierce and fantastic to you let's get into it i love that let's get into it Okay, so I was thinking about this because this British guy that I'm kind of like talking to, seeing whatever, like he's not like a real person. Like he's like, you know what I mean? Like he's only here for like two weeks. So I'm having like a love affair, but it's not real. Um, yeah, a fling. A fling, sure. Um, He is six foot four, which is really, really tall. And I'm five feet tall. And I was thinking, like, that's, like, not my preference. Like, I just really don't like a guy that is that much taller than me. Like, that's not for me. But then I was thinking, like, a lot of people do have height preferences. And, like, do you think it's fair to have a preference on something that, like, technically is out of somebody's control? Um, as someone of five foot five experience, <laughs> I think a hundred percent because I'm the, uh, I'm the opposite. Like most people want tall guys to yeah. me. That's exhausting. For sure. Like I think my, my max is like six one, Same. maybe honestly six foot. I prefer six foot. Um, five I don't ten want for me who's... is the perfect height. I think. Oh yeah. My ex was five ten. That's amazing. Yeah. Like it's just like. If if it's like the, I don't I think more than anything it's like well this looks insane when we walk down the street this <laughs> yeah, looks I look insane like I'm your daughter like I look like, like you've ad- abducted me like there's something I look like wrong I'm here. your keychain like <laughs> I like 
It's like it just is wrong. And then also like it's like also like I don't want to have to like be lifted to kiss you. Like that feels wrong. Well, I was thinking about how much of an ick I would get if I like if I saw the way that it looked when he kissed me because I'm down here, he's up here. He has to like curve his whole spine oh, that's awful. down. Horrible. Oh my God. Horrible. He'd look like the, the fucking grim reaper. Like awful. I think it's wrong. I think it is and I think it's honestly like <laughs> I think it's like we've democratized our worlds too much. And I think it's like, I don't know. I Like physically that is not comfortable. Like in bed, that's yeah. not comfortable. Like Things I was are not in, lining up in, a, in a, a comfortable way. When I first moved to New York, I went on a date, two dates actually, with this guy who like in every way was honestly like amazing. And I think <laughs> about him all the time mm-hmm. because I'm like, it was like an amazing, de- the dates were amazing. Like he was like so right. He was like so great. Right. But I knew he was not it because like he was like six five. Mm. And I like hate I felt disgusting while hooking up <laughs> with him. And I like hated walking next to him. And I was like, it's such a bummer because I was like, I this guy was like so great and so perfect, but like I just could not bring myself to do it. I think there are a lot no, I, re- I really get that. I feel like there are a lot of women who because like I don't know, like being tall as a woman is like looked sort of down upon like it's like a bad thing quote unquote which it's not but I feel like a lot of women want to feel like small and want to feel like um like dainty next to a man like there's like the the idea of like femininity masculinity like the like that kind of contrast um and so if you're on the taller side and you meet a guy who's six foot four you probably feel like the daintiest little angel princess and that's great and I get that um that is not my height preference that's not for me like I think it's completely fair to be like "Mm." If I'm if I'm five foot seven, obviously I don't. I'm not sure I want to date someone who's five foot eight because that would feel weird. Like I I just don't know if that would be like. Good I feel thing. like being like a, around that. Like I think it's to me it's always the dramatic height difference that bothers me. Like to me it's like it's like it's like if you are a foot taller than me, it's like we can't even sit next to each other on an airplane. Like it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. Everybody, but like. Everyone is so much taller than me. I guess maybe I like have a bias about this, but I genuinely yes. don't think there's anything wrong with being like, that's just not for me, you know? Like, yes. Because I feel like you always, I feel like men sometimes get upset when you're like, well, I want a guy who's tall. A lot of girls are like over six foot. I've never said that in my life. I don't want that. But like, why is it okay for me to be like, I don't want that. I want a man who is five foot 10. And it's not okay to say that like you want a guy who's over six foot. Like, it's just a preference. Well, I think it's weird because I think it's like it's funny because I think what you and I are I think the reason why what I think the reason why what you and I are saying sounds better <laughs> is because we're going against like the the desirability norm mm, by saying yeah. we want shorter guys. You know, like it's like it's like oh we are like going against the grain. So I think that we have because I think if we were having this conversation and we were like only tall guys, it would obviously feel gross. Yes, even though we're the yeah. ethics are the same. But we're also coming at it from like this lived experience of being short. You know, it's like a girl being like, I need a tall guy is like, great, honey. Like, I'm glad you pay $13.99 for your hinge preferred. But like, (laughs) and so you can set your height preference. But like, I am short and I know that. And I don't want to, I don't want to feel uncomfortable when I'm in bed with someone. I don't want to feel uncomfortable when I'm kissing them. Like, that's my experience as a short person and I'm allowed to want that. Absolutely, you are. But I think preferences in general, sometimes people like, I don't know. There's something about the fact that you can't change your height that I think a lot of people get upset by, like get bothered by. Because if I was like, well, I just I like brunettes. I don't really like men who are blonde. I like men with brown hair. It's like, I guess technically someone could dye their hair brown, like if they wanted to. You know what I mean? 
Well, it's funny with the height conversation, then and it gets like linked to a different conversation, but it's like similar. It's like, you know what kind of people are often not that tall? Jewish people. You know what kind of people I often mm. want to date? Jewish, Jewish people. people. <laughs> and oh, it's fuck. like I spend so much energy like unpacking this, being like, oh my God, it's so wrong that I like want to date you like I want to date a Jewish guy. And I'm like, well, nope, this has been put upon me for my entire my life. My entire life. Yeah. But it didn't happen until like I feel like it didn't happen to me re- until recently that I was like I do kind of want to date a Jewish guy. Like, I do kind of want to get married to somebody Jewish. I like, know. Where did that come from? When did, like, and my mother... And you feel mother, so like, silly inf- for it. I do feel silly for it. But then again, it's, like, a shared cultural experience. I don't know. Yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, looks like This guy who actually was 6'5 was a tall Jew. Wow. And that's wrong. That is that wrong. That is wrong. That's wrong. You know what? My uncle is, like, a tall Jew, and it's very confusing. It's wrong. It's, it's too much. Convert. <laughs> You have to be Christian now, actually. Sorry. If you're over 6'2", convert. Convert. Like, <laughs> well, we don't want you. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you. Do you need, yeah. Do you have like um a type, like a, a specific type of person that you go for? Not emotionally. Yeah. I'm talking fully physically. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, a Jewish man who's slightly taller than me. <laughs> um, And that is so simple to understand. Um. Someone who, you know, has a, a nose with a bump in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, someone who maybe wears glasses. Love a good glasses uh, guy. That sort of thing. Yeah. But are you like immovable on it? I think that that's no. where the conversation gets a little because it's like you would only date somebody who is, you know, six before you'd only date someone who's doing it. You know, it's like it's not like that. If I meet someone who's wonderful, then they're wonderful. It's 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 one of those things where it's like. I look at my hinge matches and I'm like, oh, I see a similarity <laughs> here, you know, but I'm not like trying to do it. No, no. Yeah, I love a I love a frail, sickly looking man. I don't know why. I know. I really do. I love a man who looks like he like he like loved one book last year. <laughs> I love a man who looks like if he tried to play basketball, his ankles would snap kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. Frail, sickly. I don't know. The the yeah. lead guy from The Corpse Bride. Victor. Oh, yes, yes. That's Victor. A hundred percent. For me, I'm like, I want to marry him. I love him. I, I mean, I love a man who could be cast in Fiddler on the Roof. It's that simple. <laughs> yes. Where's my motel? Where's my motel? Oh, my God. So, conclusion. In conclusion, comma. I had a teacher in elementary school who would make us write like little paragraphs all the time and he said every time you have a conclusion paragraph you say in conclusion comma and like that's how you do it and for the rest of my life i've gone in conclusion comma even in college and did even, teachers say it was fine even in college and no one ever said anything to me in conclusion fine, good, comma. Invite, good advice so in conclusion comma i don't know I don't, i'm not sure that there's anything really wrong with it i think it's just become this like out of control thing because it's been framed as though it's um it's been framed as though people mean it in like a really exclusionary sense when I feel like they don't. The height, the height Yeah, I think, I feel like when it comes out of lived experience, it's a little different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. And it's it's different to be like, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're saying about lived experience makes sense. If you're just saying it because you think that that's like, what is it like people say? I feel like a lot of people I've seen, not so much recently, but in like past years have been like, only dating a guy who's like six foot three or like, you know what I mean? It's because like you've never dated anybody, but you just right. think that that's what you want. Um, that's different from being like, listen, I've dated a lot of guys. I've dated guys who are tall. It's not for me. No, absolutely not. So don't feel bad about your height preference. 
is the moral of the story. In conclusion, comma, don't feel bad about it. I feel like it's And if you're listening, Ellie and I are both short. And so if your preference <laughs> are short people, you know, we're we both are single. Around. Although I do feel like, listen, sometimes I worry if a guy is like really, if a guy is like really into girls who are short, I'm like, you're a pedophile. I don't know why. Well, and, just, and, guys who, and guys who are guys who love to be like, "Oh, you're my baby," and I'm like, "No, nope, I'm actually an adult man." What? I'm an adult. Yeah. Of Has this I hate been it. said to you? Of course, I'm five foot five, and small. Like, yeah, of course. That that's actually appalling. I'm a I'm appalled right now. And I'm like, I'm an adult, actually. Yeah, like the infantilization is gross. I don't know. Like, ugh. One time I. Was at a well, we'll talk about this sort of, but like I was at a, a company Christmas party, and one of the guys that was there who's not normally around, it's like a bigger guy, and he came up to me and we were talking, and he he literally came like hunched down to me and called me a spinner. He's like, "Oh, like you're a spinner," and I was like, "Pardon?" Like a dreidel? Oh no, no, it's not a Jewish thing. It it's a oh. it's a that's kind of a thing that you say about like small women. They're like, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. Oh, oh, ew, uh, you get it. Oh, yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah. why did you say that to me? Like, that's weird. That's a weird pref. Like, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, I hate you know it. I, mean? I don't know. There's nuance. I think Ugh. there's nuance. I think sometimes we forget that there's like nuance in conversations like this. Like, it's so easy to get like angry when you're seeing like a three minute TikTok clip and you're like, well, it's black and white, but it's not. Like, there's all this nuance no. to, like, preference. There's all this nuance to, like, dating in general. So, like, I wouldn't worry too much about it as long as you're being normal about it. That's the number one rule. Be fucking normal. Be normal and be in love with us. <laughs> be normal <laughs> and also, like, fall madly in love with the two of us. 100%. Separately, you know. Um, yeah. Not that I wouldn't love to. Except, be we, are gonna be we-, except we are going to be wedding dates we together. We are being that- mm-hmm. our, my, our friend is getting married and we don't get plus ones. We are each other's plus one. <laughs> She said, you are definitely not going to be in a relationship by then. (laughs) It will be funny if both of us or either of us are in relationships by next fall, which doesn't matter. I would still go with you. Fingers crossed. But it'll be funny. I'll be like, oh, no, sorry. I have a date. Um, I already have a date to this wedding. Mm, Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's get into our next conversation, which is what is our etiquette for company holiday parties? Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel... Like, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy 
And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay, so company holiday parties, particularly if this is your first one, because I feel like after the pandemic, like... There were like two winters where everyone was getting like Omicron and then like we weren't having like these company holiday parties. This might genuinely be your first proper company holiday party. Um, and what's the etiquette there? Because it's a it's a kind of a minefield. I'll be honest. Even if it's not your first one, it can be a minefield. You are in a position where you're supposed to, quote unquote, like let loose. Like it's supposed to be a celebration. It's supposed to be like a, this is your time to kind of like let loose and be fun. But... There's also like, I'm sorry, like workplaces are like high school. Like people will talk about like what happened at this party. What's your role? What do you do? What's the best way to go about drinking? What's the best way to go about socializing? Um, do you talk to your boss? Do you not? Let's get into it. I sort of already shared the story of when I went sicko mode at a holiday party uh, in 2019. But that was also like, it was funny because I I was, I had ended up leaving that job two months later. And also like, I don't think I did right. anything bad at that holiday party. And that it's, I think it also like, it depends on your workplace. Like um, that workplace was such a fraught workplace uh, that no longer exists. So it's <laughs> fine to talk about this podcast. Uh, but like it, like when there's like, it's, it's interesting when it's like, it's a bubbling up, yes. you know, it's like, there's so much tension in the office that the holiday party often can feel like oh, an yeah. explosion. And this is what our holiday parties often felt like is like everyone would black out. Cause it was like, oh, there's like so much tension so, that like, we can either all so like, much that you all had to just, and it was like, there were, it was a very, very clicky workplace. Like, 100%. And my, I mean, my click was the most fun one. Obviously. But like, 
Like they can be, but also they can be like, I don't know. It's like also such a bonding moment. Like the holiday party the year before, we all obviously got very drunk as well. And it was like, I remember like we all got so drunk that like it was like when Star Wars was coming out (laughs) and there's like a video of, and like we all like, they played shallow and we all like stood on the furniture, stood on the table (laughs) at this holiday party. We were so drunk and they played shallow and we all like screamed shallow at the top of our lungs and we're like jumping off the table screaming like this is like a staff of people who are anywhere from 22 to like 45 and we're all like screaming shallow and we all got to come to work the next day being like oh my god and we like watched the shallow video like there's videos of us all singing shallow it was like this like bonding cathartic moment so it's i don't know it's like that is the end where like that was an office where we all got like very fucked up at our party my most recent party that i was at literally on wednesday Mm -hmm. it was like everyone kind of had like a couple drinks you know you never want to be the drunkest one there. Um, I would err on the side of being more sober, but follow the lead of people around you. Like if everyone's having like yes. a third drink, maybe you can have a third drink. But you don't want to be the person the next day that people are like, they were really drunk. Because um, I've been that person. <laughs> never forget when I went to, it was not a holiday party. It was a Kentucky Derby party or something. I was 22 years old, okay? Okay. I want to say that I was 22 years old. I didn't eat lunch. I just showed up at this like party that the company was having. I fully blacked out, went home with a 35 year old who was friends with one of my bosses and um, who was not a coworker. He was just a guy who was like friends. And um, oh, he might have been 36. But yeah, I don't even remember that. I don't remember going home with him. I don't know what happened. Like, it's fine. It's like we ended up hooking up for a while. Actually, he's like a really nice guy. I call him, he's like my old man ex. We refer to him as like the corpse. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Yes, but like, yeah, that was fucking embarrassing. Like, I, I you can own it. You can come in the next day and be like, ah, oh, I'm sorry, I was so drunk. Um, but it's like not not stressful and not not a little embarrassing. So, you, yeah, you know, make sure you're not the drunkest. You can be drunk, just don't be the drunkest. Be at the same level that everyone else is sort of at. It's also, I, it's like, it depends on the size. Like, I've never worked anywhere where, like, it's a big enough party where, like, there's a lot of people who don't work there, you know, other than, like, mm-hmm. husbands and wives and, like, significant others of older people. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like if there's some holiday, par- some companies have a holiday party culture where it's like, oh, there's going to be a lot of people there who you don't know. Right. You know? But I feel like most Like, don't. what do you think about those situations? Oh, when there's, like, a lot of people that you don't know? It's a little weird because I do feel like it's supposed to be about you but also in that scenario it almost takes the pressure off of you like you don't necessarily have to be on like as your best behavior because there's so many people that you could just like kind of go unnoticed which i prefer yeah i think with work and maybe this is just my experience having worked at in somewhat of a somewhat of an interesting workplace um was just that like i always fear being the person that's like gossiped about or like fear being the person that people like kind of talk shit about the next day yes like a 100%. lot of go- offices are like gossipy like that because people are bored it makes sense um and i just personally like i just hate that feeling so i want to like save you guys from that feeling of like of like feeling like that um although you know i'll tell you something that's kind of fun at holiday parties um if if you feel like being a little messy you can start drama between other people <laughs> That's well, kind of I, fun activity. I was trying to do that, by the way, at, at your party, and no one would let me start drama with them. What drama are you trying to start? I was literally just lying. Like I was trying to get people to get into fights. I was like, "Oh, what, you are so much nicer than Haley said that you were." Like, no, not literally. I didn't literally say that sentence. That's but so okay. Things oh, like that's that. So funny. Um, 
But yeah, if you want to try and start drama between people, be like, wow, I actually cannot believe that Kelly from accounting uh, doesn't like you. That's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I always cement myself in every workplace as the gossip. And I think that's a fine thing to know. It's a great to, thing be. to be. Like, as long as you're like nice to everyone, you can be the gossip because then everyone wants to come to you for information. So I think the best move at a holiday party, cement yourself in a corner, make sure you have people near, make sure you have two to three people near you at all times and just rotate, just revolving door, get people to tell you stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Like find a corner, just get the information. Like I remember at holiday parties and I did it this year, my holiday party this year, which like I'm not that involved socially at my current job. Mm. Like it's a weird thing where like they're all very, like they're all very much friends, but like. And I think that, like, if I wanted to, I could be involved more socially. Yeah. But, like, I have friends. Like, so I'm not – I don't know, whatever. But, like, I was, like – I was, like, this is my chance to find out what the deal is. Oh, yeah. And I really did get some stuff. But it was also all boring gossip. I was, like, you guys are no fun. But I love boring but, gossip. But even, like – Like, a holiday party is, first and foremost, you should get drunk off gossip. Oh, yeah. You want to know the, the dirt. Because you never know what people's, like – uh, issues are with each other like in the office especially if like you don't work on the same floor or in the same department or something you might never know that there is like deep deep tea that you didn't know about like it's kind of fun it's also like don't get too drunk because actually now that i think about it it's also like one of the best places to advocate for yourself like That's it's true. one of the best places where you can talk where you can like have a candid conversation with someone very high up like i literally remember my first holiday party talking to one of the executive producers at the show i worked for and basically saying what i wanted my promotion to be and then Three months later, I got it. But I was like, yeah, this is what I, the kind of thing I want to do next. And they were like, I think we can make that happen. And then yeah. like three or four months later, I got it. Like, that's really it's great. a very casual place to say serious things. I mean, I wouldn't like hound your execs, but like no, if no, you but end up, up in a conversation with them, um, it's also a great time to like, yeah, tell your, you know, your superiors or working superiors or people like, yeah, I really enjoy working for you. I think you're a great boss or like, I enjoy these duties that I'm doing. I think it's really fun. Like I'm, it's challenging. Especially like while it. you're younger. Yeah, it feel it's. Yeah, it might be a good way to. It's, it's not like networking because it's in the same company, but it's like you're building the connections that might help you progress in your career if you ever want to do that at that company or even somewhere else. You never know who could give you a really good letter of recommendation, things like that. Um, but it is, it's a fun time. Like, I think have fun, but like be conscious in the back of your head that like you are at like a work event. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, imagine you're at like a party, but your parents are there, you know, like you don't want to be like that drunk, but like you can be like kind of drunk. I feel like a good r word is like, and I feel like they have experienced this is like, once you get to the second location, you can let loose. Ooh, yeah. If it's not like the place If there's that, a second location. Yeah. If there's like, okay, the company like rented out a bar or something. Great. You go. You have fun. You are normal. You are cool. You get the gossip. And then at the secondary location, if everyone's like, hey, we're going to go to this place after. You can get really fucked up. And that's where, honestly, that's where the mess is. Like, that's like where the mess begins. Oh, yes. Always. Like, that's how I was like. Did you see that? Did you? It's amazing. I do kind of. Miss I will that. never forget. We had it. The second location is always the most fun in that sort of situation, like in a work event. I will never forget. We like had our holiday party, and then afterwards we went to karaoke, and <laughs> someone acted like the interns were always invited to the party, but like we didn't invite like they were like interns, whatever, and we didn't invite them to the second location. And an intern came to the second location and spent the entire karaoke like loudly asking if anyone had a jewel, and we were like, "No, <laughs> we don't. We're adults. We don't jewel." <laughs> No, I love oh that. God, I remember my second year um, uh, at my former workplace at the holiday party, the secondary location, I spent the whole time 
talking to the various men I worked with about like their issues with their dating life like I just was like playing dating therapist I don't know why I like barely drank but I was just like tell me tell me everything about you know I love that it's fun that's a fun thing to ask people like oh like because when people are drunk they want to talk about that shit yeah it's, that's so true it's a good question like people want to talk about it um but yeah have fun be safe be smart um let loose but keep in mind that like you have to go into work the next day, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> there is that aspect of it. And if you are a drinking anxiety girly, like I myself am, maybe drink less than you would just because it's way more anxiety invoking for me to, in, in like a work environment to be like, oh, my God, what did I say? As opposed to like with my friends. Oh, my God, what did I say? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just looking out for you because I get really nervous about that kind of stuff. And also one, th- one thought I had, though, is like, what is the etiquette of like, smoking weed like people like I, like we were all like outside the bar where like my hottie party was this yeah. week and like i didn't i didn't have weed on me but like people started smoking weed and i was like do i want to like smoke weed in front of my boss like not to be like it's like 1950 <laughs> but i was like it's like this feels like insane i guess like yeah of course it's legal in new york and it's funny because like i work at a magazine where we like we report a lot on like the weed legalization in new york but for saying about that i was like this feels like so high school to like be smoking weed in front of my boss you know like it was like that feels crazy I mean, I think it's probably up to you, but like, I I mean, I wouldn't do it just because I don't really like weed, but like, um, it's funny. There are sometimes drugs at these things, which is funny. Sometimes you will like see a superior doing a line and you're like, what is happening Sometimes you'll see a superior giving a line to an intern. Yep. Seen that happen. Sometimes you will. Um, Yeah. These things happen. Just, you know, use your best judgment and if it feels right, go for it. If it feels, if you have a little like alarm in your head going like, this is kind of weird, listen to the alarm. Yeah, that would be my advice for drugs at the holiday party. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, I do sort of miss that, like, like the office culture, like as much as like, I don't necessarily miss working for somebody else. Um, I miss like having that like office culture because it is like fun and like it, it like there is like. It's nice to have things to gossip about. I feel like I never have anything to gossip about these days. I live I off do. my friend's gossip. I feel like I do. I know you do. It's wonderful. Yeah. I do. I feel like I'm always like, I'm always like, like I'll always like introduce you to someone and then I'm always like pulling into a corner being like, okay, so this is the truth here's about what this happens. person. <laughs> yeah. It's always like you'll beat them and you'll be like, they were so nice. And I'll be like, well, actually, well, here's so everything here's you need to know about happened. this person. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, yeah. I love it. I love knowing the tea. Anyways, um, if it's your first one, have so much fun and good luck. If it's not your first one and, you know, you know what you're doing already, have so much fun and good luck. And um, overall, remember, it's a party. Have fun. Don't stress about it too much. And I'll be there in spirit. If anybody needs a date to one of these things, I'll go. I want I want to hear the tea. Well, holiday party attire is the most fun. It's like you have to whip things out of your wardrobe that you're like, oh, what? I guess I bought this for, for this purpose. Literally. It is such a specific attire type. That's such a good point. Like, it's so specific because it's like, grow- you want to be like grown up, but it's like, ooh, fun and festive because it's a holiday party and almost like fancier than you would be on like a normal night that you were just like right. going out. It's like a very strange, um, it's almost like New Year's Eve, but like not slutty. Like, if that makes sense. Yes. Like, there is some like aspect of it that's like got that New Year's Eve vibe, but Bring it in. Reel it in. Business casual. Amazing. Well, all right. Um, should we get into our voicemail? I can't wait to hear this. I'm oh really my gosh. excited to hear, for you to hear it. All right, then let's get into that. 
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Do you know that Evermore has been out for two years? And Taylor Swift does not want to talk about <laughs> it. She pretends it does not exist. She does not want to. She, she does not want anyone to know. Taylor Swift. I think Taylor Nation just posted, but they, they did. But I was like, and it's funny that she's like posting about the anniversary of like the music video for All Too Well and everything, but like won't post about Evermore. Wait, it's like, what does she have against Evermore? I love Evermore. I think a lot. I think a lot. I have theories about that. Oh, do you? Yeah, I love Evermore too. It's one of my favorites, but I think she Evermore is very meaningful for me. I, I don't know why she doesn't love it the way that I love it. Okay, let me play you this voicemail, and I hope that you are as surprised as I was. Hey, Ellie. My name is Emma, and I am a big fan of the podcast. I never really thought about calling in for voicemail, but I actually really need advice on this one. Um, I've been dating this guy since early September. He's super lovely, the biggest gentleman, the kindest guy on the planet. Sex is great. I couldn't really ask for much more, except he's the biggest mama's boy on the planet. And I hate his mom. His mom is insane. And I'm starting to think that he's not really at my maturity level. And we're definitely not the same stage in life. Like I have full-time job plus a part-time job. I live in my own apartment that I rent with my sister. I'm completely financially independent and like I'm just I'm thinking about different things than he's thinking about he took a few years off and he's now in his first year post-secondary school and lives at home and I think we just kind of have different values um and those were all okay because he was the best boyfriend ever but more and more they're starting to grate on my nerves so the question that I want to know is do I break up with him before Christmas or after Christmas so am I selfish if I wait for presents and, like, get him stuff? too, obviously. Or am I a bitch if I, like, leave him alone for the Christmas season and cancel all of our fun together? Please advise. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just did not see it going there. Like, it- I thought it was going to be something about, like, the mama's boy. I was like, okay, there's something interesting there, you know. No, I literally was like, oh, maybe it's about the maturity levels or, or maybe not having a, job, a question like about that. dealing with his mom, um, something like, right, right. But no, are we breaking up with him before or after Christmas? Um, I have a hard opinion on this. I don't know if you do. Oh, oh my God, go for um, it. My hard opinion is I think you should never wait to break up with someone. I think you should always do it right away. You don't want anyone waiting. Like, I just think it's like, he's going to have to deal with this breakup at some point. Why would you prolong it if you don't want to be with him? I think it's like- totally. Also, save the money on the gifts. Take yourself to dinner. Let him save. Save the money. Also, like, if he gives you the gifts, like, what are you going to do? That feels awful. That feels it's awful. It's like a reminder of, like, an ex of, like, yeah, I mean, my opinion is the same as yours. Always just do it. Just rip the Band-Aid because it's better. It's the, um, we talk about this sometimes, but it's the, um, 
the putting down the dog uh, phenomenon, like when you're going to put your dog down and you take it to do its favorite things on the day that you're like going to put it down, like you give it its favorite meal and stuff like it's okay to do that for a dog. Don't do that to a human being. 100%. Like, don't like give him this like Christmas, make him think things are fine. Like give him a present, make him feel like, wow, this present is showing me that like it's validating that like, you know, we have something special and like maybe he got you something really cool, like a, a like a tickets to something in a month or something. And it's like, ugh. like you don't want that for him. You don't want that for you either. Like you don't want that weighing on you. Like completely selfishly, you don't want that weighing on you for like a month either. Also, you if you know? hate his family, why? Why would you want to be with him during Christmas? <laughs> like, it's like, why would you want to engage with the family during Christmas? Why would you also like want to like, also there's so many things like Christmas is such, if you're going to be with his family or he's going to be around your family, like the, people are asking questions like, no, 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 cut it off. And then also, oh my God. Also like, what an amazing conversation starter at family holiday things being like, and an amazing like hall pass for bad behavior with your family. To like, oh, so true. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going through I'm going a breakup. breakup. Everyone's like, oh my God, 100%, honey, let me get you like seven Kindles. I don't know, you know, like. Wait, that's so true. You might get extra presents for going through a breakup because when you're a breakup person, you are the main character for a pretty good amount of time. Yeah. Um, and that is sort of selfishly the best thing about breakups. Is like <laughs> you get to be the center of attention. You have a full hall pass, and like the holidays are hard enough. Like, I mean, do you really want to have to like go to a holiday thing at somebody else's family's home when you don't even want to be with them anymore? I could not ma- imagine that. Like, oh my god, if you like, if they give you the ick, like even if you still love them, and you, it's it's no. interesting because she's like he's the best boyfriend ever, but like all these things. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's also like, I think a lot about the ick in dating of like when mm-hmm. you realize that this person gives you the ick that you're like, oh, I have now seen something I can't unsee. Like the yeah. like the last time I was on the podcast, the, ooh, uh, the noise that that guy <laughs> made. Like, I really liked that guy. And then I got the ick and I was like, I can never see him again. Like, I really liked him. Yeah. Um, and like, why would you want to like be in like such a tense thing? Like, ho- like at the holidays when you have the ick for holidays someone. are already tense. Yeah. yeah. And I just think like, I think it's really difficult to come to the decision that you're going to end a relationship to come to a point in your heart and in your mind to be like this just I love this person but it's just not working for me anymore that's difficult and I know it maybe there's a part of you that wants to like put it off because it's going to be a hard conversation but like you have to have the conversation eventually and you already did the hard part which was deciding it was like time to go um and I think we just like we just cut it off now because it saves pain in the long run I think um like, I hear you, like, wanting, maybe you want the Christmas present. Why is Siri going off right now? Um, I hear you, like, maybe wanting the Christmas present, but, like, I wouldn't. Like, I don't want a present from my ex, a constant reminder of, like... <laughs> oh, my God. I, what's funny? Actually, this relationship that I ended. This coaster is a gift from my ex. Now you're like, sure, that's fine. It's a coaster. A coaster? He got you coasters? No worries. We're not going to engage. Uh... But like I have so many questions. It's also like also like yeah, like also like think about it. Also, you get him gifts for the holidays. Any gifts that my ex got me that were like meaningful, I don't have anymore. I got rid of them or I gave no. them to a friend being like, I can't have this in my house right now. Like it's like a waste. He'll get rid of them anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm a hundred percent on the side of like also like I don't know. Also, like if he is really close to his family, think about him in an empathetic light and like say he is really close to his mom. Let him like go home for the holidays and have this like meaningful time to be like nurtured and healed by his family and not be like, sure. like have Christmas with you and then be alone in January, the worst month of the year, you know? January is 
is the worst month of the year? What is that? Fir- Every year. The first person I ever dated in New York City uh, ended things on New Year's Day. Uh, like, no, <gasps> don't do that to someone. Don't do that. <gasps> new year, new me. <laughs> exactly. No, we literally had hooked up on New Year's Eve, and then I woke up the next day to a text being like, actually, I don't think we should do this. No worries. Uh, sorry. Uh, we're just going to brush past yeah. that, I guess. Um, okay. No, yeah, I think we break up with him. I think we break up with him um, now. Just do it now. Do it ASAP Rocky. Just like get it over with. And it's better for you too. You know, it really is. Like selfishly, it's better for you too. Yeah. It, you're not going to have it weighing on you. It's not going to put a damper on your holidays. You know, it's it's the better choice. And I feel like you called in and you're asking me this and you know that this is the right answer, but you just needed to hear somebody say it. So like, I hear you like. It's hard. Sometimes you know. I mean, I talked about this with fucking stupid shrimp man. Like sometimes you know exactly what you need to do, but doing it is really hard. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, good luck. I mean, let me know what you end up doing, and who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll hear this and be like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe I just really like him, and I actually do want to see him for longer. I don't know. You know, whatever you decide to do. Best of luck to you, and you know, Merry Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. I hope you get a Kindle or something. Why a Kindle? You brought up Kindles like several times. Is this like an ad? Hashtag ad? No, I own a Kindle. I I, I found my Kindle in a drawer and I thought, hmm, I have not used this in years, plural. Why do I have this? But you know what? I love my Kindle. I use my Kindle every day. I literally love my Kindle like so much. Hashtag not an ad, but like I really do. I got it for Christmas and like holidays a couple years ago. And um, yeah, I use it every day. I love her. Okay, that's all I need to know. You just get a book instantly. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I need to start doing it. I'm like a fast reader. So like I'll finish a book and then be like, well, I have to now get the physical other book. No. So I get my yeah, Kindle. Yeah, that's right. I just get it right away. Unbelievable. I'm going to charge my Kindle because I want to watch, I want to read Fleischman is in Trouble before I watch the show. And I've been meaning to do that for mm, years. Yeah. And I own Fleischman is in Trouble on my Kindle. Well, you better read it then. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> all right. Anyway. <laughs> well, besties. <laughs> True. Okay. Besties, besties, I think that that is our episode for today. What's our song of the week? Do I have to? You, you pick. I always pick, but I usually ask if my guest has one as well. Um, What, we, what are we listening my, to? The problem is all I listen to still is Midnight's. I'm, I'm problematic. <laughs> mine is Now You Know from Merrily Roll Along. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to put that on the playlist. <laughs> what, well, I just want to say, but for your listeners... <laughs> Right, uh, right, right, right. Specifically, uh, the Celia Kid and Bulger version from the Encores ver- from the 2012 Encores uh, I do love album. And She's amazing. She's the best Merrily that there ever will be. And her like middle cut is like I think an amazing audition cut for girls. If you're a theater girly out there, I think that that, that Mary's verse in Now You Know would be an amazing audition cut. It shows range. It shows emotion. It has tempo. It shows so wow. much, <laughs> and it's like so moving. And I just like think it's like the one of Sondheim's like best act one closers and mm. I cannot stop listening to Now You Know. Anyway. Wow. Well, okay. Since you did a musical theater song, should I do a musical theater song? I won't yes, put it on yes, the yes. playlist, but we'll do a little musical theater moment. Okay. The only other problem is all I listen to is six. The musical. Okay, but six is perfect. Yeah. Six is perfect and every song is perfect, but I think you should just listen to the whole thing. But if you yeah. need like a little something to get you into it, 
Mm. I would listen to All You Want to Do because I think it's really it's really emotional. It makes you like really think about this like young woman and the bad situation she was put in. It's bizarrely like relatable. Like it's like really interesting and it's fun. It's not fun. It's like a very sad song. But like, um, yeah, All You Want to Do from Six. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's like a sad bop, which we love. We love a sad bop. Um, and I think that's our song. And besties, I think that that's all I have to say today. If you like the show, if you like me, feel free to subscribe. You can leave a nice review um, and <laughs> if you want to. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is Ellie underscore Schnitt. My TikTok is at Ellie Schnitt. Um, and my Twitch is also Ellie Schnitt, the same as TikTok. So check that out. I will post that on Instagram. Also, if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, the voicemail number is 847-282-0462. Um, and that's always linked on my Instagram profile alongside the link for the Discord, which Zach is a part of. And Zach, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Zach Schiffman. You can find me on Twitter at Schleif. I hate my handle, but Twitter's dying <laughs> anyway. So S C H L I F. I didn't even give my Twitter. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But unfortunately, well, my, well, I mean, my Twitter is now a graveyard after the, the Swifties want to be dead. Uh, and I am a Swiftie, a huge <laughs> so one. Sorry. Uh, but yeah. Okay, well, I love you guys so, 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 so much. You have no idea how much you are a joy in my life every day. You mean so much to me. Um, and as always, have a good day, have a good night, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a great one, and I will catch you on the next drive. Bye. Yay. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.